0: Turn me. The-
1: come in. Who remembers that story? Jacob and the ladders. The angels ascending and descending, right? Everybody know their Bible here? That's good. So I saw the ladders come in, but I was re- reminded instantly of a dream that I had last night. And the dream was about trauma that someone was carrying because their mother, or their father committed suicide. So if that is you, these angels are coming with healing. So we command that trauma to dry up. In the mighty name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus, we say you are free. You are free from that trauma, by the blood of Jesus. And we thank you, angels, for coming and ministering flames of fire around these individuals. And we say, it is not your fault. You are not held responsible. And if you would, just put your hands out if that's you and just release it. Just release it. We command the spirit of suicide to go in the name of Jesus you have no power where are those with anointing where are those who break yokes, chains and bondages where are those whose oil is full we rise up and we say be gone be gone you tormentor you liar from the pit of hell because there is no one above our God there is no one beside him show come on pray in the spirit saints loose 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 down
0: loose down You bonds of wickedness, loose, 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 loose you bonds of wickedness, loose, loose, loose you. Bonds.
1: you do that with me? Their death to spiritual pride.
0: We submit to your river, we submit to your river, we submit to your river. river. Frequency in the way. Something about the 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 frequency in. The way.
2: So anyway, we're gonna launch into prayer in just a little bit, and I don't know how to do all this, but God will give us the order and the direction and put on the hearts of people to pick out a point in that list and say, I'm gonna lead that charge. And I also I need to address one thing. I saw also, in fact, I got another email this morning from Brother Sadhu about what our president just tweeted in his Support of the LGBTQCB+, whatever There's a whole bunch of names And you know, he's not a righteous man That's why we're praying That's all I know, that's why we're praying I do know that he must have a change of heart in that regard Because it's one of, I know that sin is sin But I know also that there isn't a, a direct assault Attack against the family, against marriage, against, you know, whether you're a boy or a girl. We always talk about it's easy to tell which one you are. Just stand in front of a mirror and just drop your pants and you'll know if you're a man or a female. It's not that much that complicated. Our nation has gone berserk. That's why the church has to raise a standard. And we cannot compromise. That's one of the reasons. One of the points, if you'll notice in that. Because people are going to ask me, well, how do you support, how can you pray for him if he's going to lead the charge in the, the uh, homosexual agenda? Well, he's going to have a change of heart, for one thing, because I believe he's a man of God. And we're praying. One of those points is, is that he would be uncompromisingly righteous in his stand for the Constitution and the stands for the Word of God. And God's still working on him. Okay, is everybody good? Because I knew that, I know that's going to come up. Because it came up to me when I saw it. My heart was grieved. And my prayer is I don't have access, but I pray that those men and women that do will go to him and say, Mr. President, you've been doing good on lots of things. This is evil. And this will bring great judgment upon the nation. And so you must... Not give in to the political... You know, that's one of the words that Sidhu gave us. He said there would be people that would try to get behind him and manipulate his decisions. Well, this is one of those things that you've got to stand on that word. Cut the arms off that are trying to manipulate him, that he'll hear from heaven and not hell. This is one of the great battles. Also, you know what I felt like? We prayed that God would raise up our president to give the church opportunity. He has. This is just another opportunity. Because not everybody's going to stand for truth in regard to that in this hour. In fact, we got time. Can I just meddle a little bit? That wasn't a big enough yes. Can I meddle just a little bit? Okay, thank you. Thank you. I saw that we were at Shatley Springs eating fried chicken. And if you haven't been there, if you're new in the area, you should find out where Shatley Springs is. It's up in Jefferson, West Jefferson, up in there. It's a country-style cooking fried chicken. It's like I grew up on. And it's good stuff. You should go to Shatley Springs. But anyway, we're sitting there. And I'm looking on my phone. It seems like we can't do anything anymore without looking on your phone. You know what I mean? it's ridiculous I don't know where that came from but anyway I found out that at the Baylor University commencement they had a pastor speaking a Baptist pastor from Fort Worth and anyway they he was trumpeting the glories of homosexuality and he got a standing ovation a great great cheer and my heart was grieved you know I used to live in Bay in uh, Waco and then I went to the website for Baylor University And it says, a Christian university. I wish I could speak to the the board and the president of Baylor University. Can I encourage you to take that name Christianity down from your website? If you're going to stand for evil and invite men to speak at your commencement, that glory in sin, you must remove the name Christian. Let those who name the name of Christ depart from iniquity. And uh, so anyway, if I could say that to those in Baylor University, I would say, take the name off. And anyway, but I don't want to mingle. I'm just, anyway, you can't be a chicken in this hour. So anyway, here, let me get ready for prayer. You know, in this life, you have to wear a lot of hats. I got to wear one Friday night. It was the first night that we kept our granddaughter Adeline all night and I wasn't going to go anywhere, it was really fun and she smiles, I didn't know Jim showed me his granddaughter too, she smiles it's really pretty good so anyway, I'm learning the hat of a grandfather except when she cries and she has to, you know, she's done something and needs changing then I say, Shirley, hey Shirley, come on, help you know, you're the grandma here, you know but I, I'll do my role, I'll do my part But, you know, there are a number of hats we wear in the Christian life. And so I want to share these things. Then we're going to pray for people because God wants to touch people this morning. And then we're going to pray for the president. You guys on board, everybody good? We got some people here from, uh, I forgot, what did you say, Massachusetts, New York? New York, you're from New York. And they've just moved in the area and we have others from many states moving in. But here are the five hats There are many hats But I just wanted to mention Number one, we're a slave I'm going to show you in the Scripture Number two, a servant Number three, we're saints Number four, we're sons Number five, soldiers That's what I really want to get to That'll help us launch And then we're sent ones So first of all, let me pray And then let me get into Scripture Look over in, in Romans 6 While we're getting ready to pray And... and um, Wow, this is a great day to be alive. You know that, don't you? The alternative is not that good, so it's a great day to be alive and to be in the will of God. So, Lord, we pray this morning. Lord, help us to know how to launch into this prayer for our president. Lord, we thank you that you gave our nation a reprieve. Lord, we all know where we would have been had not you worked a miracle On that night We know where we would have been this day Possibly not even in this room We don't know, Lord But we do know this That you've given us a great opportunity To be the church And we thank you, God, for the shaking that's coming That will not allow us just to go to church anymore We have to be Which we've been called to be And so, Lord, we pray today now God, that prayer that we prayed earlier, we ask you to stretch forth your hand this morning to heal. And that signs and wonders would be done through the holy name of your servant, Jesus. And so we come expecting, we come believing. We thank you that you will confirm your word with signs and wonders following. I thank you, Lord, today that captives are going to be set free. The lost are going to be saved. The sick will be healed. Lord, we're trusting you. You're you're the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, Lord, help us to make this transition. That there'll be days we come to church and it'll be all intercession. There'll be days we'll come and it'll be all worship. Days we come and we'll just leave and go. Preach the gospel on the streets. Lord, I don't know what it looks like. But all of us right now, we're saying yes and amen. And we say yes and amen to the calling that you have from Moravian Falls. There are people coming that are right on time. There are people that have left that should have left. And so, God, we thank you. You're the one that gathers, and you're the one also sometimes that scatters them abroad. You run them out. So we thank you we get to be a part of these days because we're not even, even thinking about being worthy has nothing to do with us. It's all about your Son. It's about Jesus. It's about the last days. It's about living and being and doing the will of God at the most critical time of our nation. Lord, I thank you for those who were alive during the first revolution. I thank you for the sacrifices they gave. I thank you, Lord. There are young men and women alike that never got to have grandchildren. They never had children. They sacrificed their lives for a greater cause for this nation. So, Lord, we pray today that we would be those who sacrifice in this hour so that others would live and others would find hope in this generation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, number one, as a Christian, we're a slave. What are you talking about? How many of you know we're still slaves? Now, you know that song we sing, I'm no longer a slave to what? Fear. We're no longer a slave to fear. You shouldn't be a slave to habits and things, but we, we are to be a slave to something else. If you look in Romans 6, verse 15, What then shall we sin because we're not under the law, but under grace? How does he answer? You know there's a hyper-grace movement. We've talked about that, about that before. Certainly not. Do you not know that to whom you present yourselves slaves to obey, you're that one slaves? Whom you obey, whether of sin leading to death, or of obedience leading to righteousness. But God be thanked that though you were slaves of sin, say we were slaves, I was, we were slaves, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine, that's the truth, the teaching, doctrine is not evil. Our good youth pastor said that last week and reminded us doctrine's not an ugly thing. It's part of, you know, you're to uphold the doctrines of the faith. It's the teachings of Jesus of which you were delivered. Verse 18, and having been set free from sin, you became what? A slave of righteousness. Say, I'm a slave of righteousness. And then in verse 19, he goes on, talks about how we at one time submitted our members, our body, as slaves of uncleanness. But now we presented our members, our bodies, as slaves of righteousness. Verse 20, for when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. Verse 22, but now, say but now. But now, having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God. There it is. I'm a slave of God. You have your fruit to holiness and the end, everlasting life. And then, of course, we know that verse 23. So first of all, we are a slave of righteousness. To be a slave means you're in, you're in bonds. You're, you're knit. You're wound up. And there are many today that are still bound up in sin. Whom the sun sets free is what? Free indeed. It is a lie to live in bondage to sin and call yourself a Christian. It doesn't fit. We're not a slave to, to unrighteousness. We're slaves unto God. We've yielded. Now they're, un, they're voluntary slaves and involuntary. So we voluntarily become a slave of God to let Him work His work and live His life through us. You know, that's why America is so hated. America stands for what? Freedom. Well, that's what we stand for. We're free. Those whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And God wants to set people... We're going to be the freest people on the face of the earth. I'm telling you, we've got to be free. You've got to live free. If you're in bondage to anything this morning, we're going to pray in just a little bit, and we're going to break the bonds off of you. In Jesus' name, amen? You guys with me? There are thoughts, there are things that come. But I'm telling you, God is greater. And we're going to, He's going to demonstrate the freedom that we have through His people. That not only... How did that go that he, he could take a people out of Egypt, but he could take Egypt out of the people. And we're going to get to see that in this day. And then a Christian is a servant. And we read that in Acts earlier. Now, Lord, look on their threats. You Listen, there are threats going on right now. Do you think the threats are just against our president? Let me tell you. Their goal is to do away with him and then do away with you. The threat, either you becoming more and more part of the... The Lord Jesus Christ, or you're becoming more and more a part of the spirit of Antichrist, one or the other. The gray area is being removed. Jesus said, either you're for me or you're against me. You're going to be on the left or the right. You're going to be the sheep or the goat. And anyway, it's just the way it's going to be. And then over we can see many other scriptures. For though I'm free from all men, Paul said, I've made myself a servant to all. If anyone desires to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. Let's see if I can say this right. Here's what the Lord. You know the scripture? Those that are last will be first, and those who first will be last. That means the last now for eternity will be first, right? The Lord recently breathed this in my heart. He said, It's true, the last will be first unless the last criticize those they think are first now. Then they would have sacrificed. What they would have gained for all of eternity. That's what the Lord told me. I'm just going to throw that out. And then, but remember, Paul said, The good and faithful servant, you've been faithful over a few things, I will make you ruler over many, enter into the joy of the Lord. And so we know that the way up is down, right? To be the servant of all. You know, when I was a baseball coach, the thing you live for is the dog pile at the end of the season. Because you didn't get to do that except but I did because of Josh, our son. I told you many times, a pitcher, and he had a slider that none of those kids could hit. So I, as a coach, got to be the coach of the team that did the dog pile. Thanks to Josh. It wasn't because of the coaching, it's because of my son's pitching. I've shared that. But you think about the one the dog pile, you also get in a lot of trouble because the guy at the bottom He's got to hold up everybody else, plus they can't breathe, it's claustrophobic, you know what I mean. And it's really serious. And uh, you, you're kind of hidden. You can't be seen. Well, that's kind of the way God's called us to be. Listen, it's not those that are the, the greatest among you, it's those that the least. God's called us to be servants of all. And that's what we're looking for, that's what He's looking for. Those that will just go to the bottom of the dog pile and serve and know that they've been called to, to lift others up. To lift Him up above all, but to lift others up. And then a Christian is a son. Now, Jesus is the only begotten Son of God. But how many of you know we are also sons of the living God? To many is believed in Him. To them He gave the right. But there are also qualifications of wearing that badge, a son of God. Blessed are the peacemakers. For they shall be called the sons of God. You know, for as many that are led by the Spirit, They're what? The sons of of the living God. But what is all creation looking for in this hour? Sons of God. Now wait a minute, we're already sons. No wait, there's something more. All of creation is looking for not just the sons of God, but the manifestation. Now I know you can get in trouble by using that word. I don't care. He's looking for the revealing of the sons of the living God on the earth. The kinds of sons that all of creation has been waiting for that manifests Jesus in the earth. Does that make sense? You guys are not sure of it. In other words, to be the kind of son in this hour, it's not just a positional thing, it's a practicing thing. We're being the sons of God every day, and all of hell is on the alert. And then we're called to be saints. Now, we're not picking on our Catholic brothers. How many of you have been were former Catholics? You know. But you know in reality, you don't promote anyone to sainthood. We've already been promoted to sainthood. If you're in Jesus, you're a saint of the Most High God. The whole Bible's written well, the New Testament, many the letters are written to the saints at Ephesus, the saints at Philippi, the saints at Corinth, and all of these things. And, uh, you know, when they sing that song, ultimately, when the saints go marching in, yeah, it'll be St. Peter and St. Paul. It's also going to be St. Dylan, St. Thomas, St. John, St. Mark, the chiropractor, if he's here this morning, I was thinking about him. The chiropractor, St. Mark. It's going to be good. We're the saints, just those that are sanctified by faith in Him. We're set apart, sanctified by the blood of the Lamb. That's what qualifies you for sainthood. Now, will there be really guys up there marked? These guys were real saints. I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see. You know, we saw something. We should get this lady to come. She had these revelations of hell and then a revelation of heaven. What was her name? Mary K. Baxter. A friend of mine sent me some... Uh, she's doing a conference down in Texas. We need to get people like that around here. You know, the preaching of hell has all but been... You know, people don't even go there anymore. I know a lot of guys don't even believe it exists. The judgments are not even... That was back in the Old Testament days. We need to bring Mary Kay Baxter here and stir up the fire. i preached on hell before. I'm going to preach on it again. Give hell, hell. That's what you've got to have, this attitude. Listen, that's what you've been called to do. Give hell, hell. You're not just supposed to be sitting in... Nobody. This is not a fun thing. We're at war in this hour. And these, the demons on the earth in this hour, they're not playing around. They've been reserved for this hour. They're going to do exactly what they've been reserved for. But then that leads us to the next thing, thank God. And that is we're soldiers. Say, I'm a soldier. Look over in 2 Timothy in chapter 3. And we still have plenty of time to... To dedicate praying for our president But I I wanted to show this to you Because I wanted to set the course Second Timothy chapter 3 Verse 1 Know this That in the last days What kind of days are coming? Perilous times will come Now, I'm going to have to preach this down the road But if you think about it You can go There's perilous times Then there's powerlessness You're not going to make it If you don't have the real power of God. The, if you are a powerless Christian, it's going to be made known. And then, now I know this probably doesn't fit, but in verse 9 it fit, in my case, it said, But they will progress no further. And I thought about the progressive movement. It's not a progressive movement, it's actually a digressive movement. It's go, that's just to fool the people of America, they call it the progressive movement. It's actually going the opposite way. But verse 9, they will progress no further. And uh, I believe the folly, the evil, God's going to rise up. And then there's going to be imposters. But then the antidote, to oh, then there's going to be persecution. You can't leave that out in verse 11. Persecutions and afflictions which happen to me. And persecution is on the rise all over the world like never before. But then what do you do in this hour? Here's what you do. You preach the gospel over in chapter 4. Then if you look back in chapter 2, you therefore, my son... Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus And the things that you've heard You know, commit to others But verse 3 You therefore, my son How many of you are sons? Sons or daughters You therefore must endure Hardship That's the one ship Few want to board Everybody wants to get on easy street They want to go the fast track I only know one way to walk in and carry, up, carry to take your cross and to follow Him—that's called the hardship. You get on the hardship, so you must endure. Now, you know what I found out about the word endure? It's not just—it it doesn't mean grin and bear it, hang in there, make it. God, I'm hanging in. I'm going to endure. I'm just going to make it by the skin of my teeth. No, it doesn't mean that at all. How many of you know that? It means that you are determined to go through whatever it is you must go through and you are determined to make it to the end. You're not going to stop. You're not going to give up. You're not going to throw in the white towel. Now, I haven't looked it up yet. Larry, maybe you can help me look it up. But over in Matthew 24, it says, He that endures to the end. We need to see if it's the same Greek word. Because if it's the same Greek word, that's really encouraging. You know what I mean? It's not just hanging in there when all this stuff happens on planet Earth in Matthew 24. It's, man, I'm going to make it. I'm determined. I will go through whatever I have to go through. Because I know who's in me and greater is in me that's in the world. And how do you do all that? Well, you do that as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Verse 4, no one entangled in warfare and or no one engaged in warfare entangles himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. Can I tell you you're a soldier? You're in the army now. It's the army of God. We got a pro- man we got just a little time to love people and shout righteousness and truth, but we're going to do it until the end of the age. We're going to do it. But you're soldiers. Soldiers get wounded from time to time. What do you do? You just go get fixed. You just go get fixed. We have the God that fixes all things. You can get fixed of whatever it is that's broken in you today. He's the God that fixes. And let me tell you, we're just soldiers. We're going to be good soldiers. You're a soldier anyway. You need to be a good soldier or a lousy soldier. What would make a lousy soldier? One that's AWOL. One that... Holds back, hides in the kitchen. They volunteer for potato duty. Everybody else is fighting, waging war. They say, well, let me just hang around the kitchen. And there's a lot of more things. You disobey your commander. Retreat. You know, just run from the battle. So many things, but we're soldiers. And then the last thing, we're sent ones. Say I'm a sent one. We said last week it's not so much about the messenger. The messenger just has to be what he or she's been called to be. It's about the message that's on a mission. It's the mission. And we're all called, and our mission is to the world, right? To specific people. There are times God will say, I'm giving you a mission to this specific group of people. Specific places. I've always said, it's written in one of my Bibles, that God has a a place for a man and a man for a place. He's got a Hour for the voice and a voice for the hour And that's exactly what happens And then there's special assignments We have a special assignment as a church To lead this presidential prayer watch And there are other things that God has given us And then there's specific times Mission that lasts for a specific time Some people are trying to go about the same mission That's already, the time is up That mission is over You've got to get the next mission We've got to stay in time with God. And then we, our mission is to those who do not hear. How I many of you know there will be those who won't hear what you have to say? Does that mean you don't say it? No. Jeremiah, these people are obstinate, stubborn. They don't even have ears to hear. You go and tell them. And then to those who will hear and are ready to receive, we do the Father's bidding and then we're also called to storm the gates of hell. That's our mission. As the Father sent me, so sending I send you. Slaves, servants, saints, sons, soldiers, and what? Sent ones. So I want to pray real quick, and then we've got plenty of time. But if this morning, if you've been in bondage to anything, you can be set free by the power of Jesus Christ this morning. I'm telling you, the anointing is here to break the yoke. Okay? It's been a habit. Maybe may be something you know that God's Word is defined as sin, and yet you've walked in that way, and the Lord says, it's enough, now go my way. Follow Yahweh. He's here to break that yoke. He can do that. If you're here without Christ, this is the day of salvation. This is the day that all shall call upon the name of the Lord are going to be saved. That's another mission God's given us, and I'll tell you about that later. We're going to try to connect churches all over the globe. I thought that was absolutely bizarre until I got a prophetic word, and, and the Lord said, that's the kind of church you're going to... That's the, that's the end-time church. You're going to do stuff that will affect the whole globe in this hour. It's going to be pretty cool. I need a lot of help doing it. But then also, if you've just... You say, I'm not where I was. I'm, I'm not as on fire to be honest with you, I'm going to confess lukewarmness and I need fresh fire. Okay, that's another thing. And then also you just need a miracle. You just need a miracle. You need God to come through and do something that no one else on the earth can do. I want you just to stand if any of that fits. And we're going to pray and release the presence of God. And God's going to do stuff this morning. You need a miracle. You need healing. You need direction. Some of you are seeking direction. You know, might you're at a crossroads. You know, that's a prophetic statement. When you're at a crossroads, you know what to do, right? You take up your cross. You say, God, I take up my cross. Now, whichever way would demand that I take up my cross, the more is the way you go. And you know, God will give direction. He gives peace to his people. But also, the first thing is salvation. So, if you're here without Jesus, if you're watching, you say, I don't know that I'm saved I want to know that I know that I'm saved. I want to know that if today was my last day on the earth, I would go to heaven and I would avoid judgment and I would be straight. I would follow, I know I would be, I'd spend eternity eternity with him. So just, just, just pray, say, dear God, let's pray it out loud, all of us. Dear God, I need you. And I confess Jesus as my Lord this morning. And I confess I'm a sinner. And I ask you to forgive me. I put my hope in the shed blood of Jesus. I turn my life over to you. I repent. And I say, Jesus, you are my Lord. I confess you with my mouth. I believe in my heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. And I thank you now, Lord, I just want to pray right now. How many of you feel like there's, some, there's you've been in bonds to something? Just in an attitude of praise. I feel like there's been bonds. Okay, we need to break those bonds off, all right? They can be mental bonds. Yeah, they can be things going on. Doesn't mean you're the worst sinner on the planet. It just means you're crying out to God as a needy one. Those that humble themselves. You know, so Lord, we just pray right now, we break off the bonds, the heavy bonds that are on your people. Lord, it never was intended. Those whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And so we cancel the plan of the enemy. We say that that bond is illegal and we break it off. Mentally, right now, uh, physically, we break it. Whatever has bound the people, we thank you. The anointing is here to break the yoke in the name of Jesus. And so, Lord, I pray that something would happen. There would be like a pop. And they would be broken off of it and then they'll know it. Let a pop happen, God. I don't know what that means, but let a pop happen. And they'll know that God has heard their cry. And they, I thank you there's forgiveness and repentance when we come to you. That you're a God that forgives and restores. Thank you for the shed blood of Jesus. And then, Lord, we pray for miracles in this place. Miracles. Lord, we already prayed that prayer. Stretch forth your hand. And we pray, God, as many of us have seen, there will come days where we will, won't be able to do anything but share the next testimony. Testimony after testimony of what Jesus did the week before. We pray right now the release of testimonies in the week to come that will be told in the week that's yet ahead. In the name of Jesus. We break off spirits of infirmity. We cancel every assignment of disease and sickness and every spirit of infirmity, we break it now. And we thank you for healing. Thank you, Jesus. You're the healer. And we just grab hold of you right now. And, Lord, I pray for fresh fire, for anyone that felt like they've lost the flame, the lukewarmness. Now, you have to repent, so just say, Jesus, forgive me. That I became lukewarm. I repent, and I come to you, and I ask you to set my soul afresh on fire for you. And I thank you, Lord, that you're not holding a grudge you want, you're, you're holding a torch. And I ask you to set my soul afire, put that torch to my heart, because you're not the one that puts out a flickering candle. You're the one that sets them ablaze. Thank you, Lord, for doing that today. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah.